watching the news and seeing um, what's what in terms of the information out there. Let's keep ourselves informed so that we know what's going on at all times. But with this one, I have a different view. We were told that we'll have a lockdown. It will mm-hmm. last for 21 days and we were given rules. And these rules um, were basically uh, enforced in, in many instances, including at a massive roadblock, which we saw, for example, in Gauteng, just outside Soweto. Of course, it wasn't the only one. So when you get pulled over at a roadblock, what exactly are your rights? And what role do the law enforcers play in this regard? Well, let's quickly get a perspective. Howard Dembowski joins us, the chairperson at the Justice Project South Africa. It is an NPO involved in the prevention um, of corruption and addressing various issues around that as well, issues of power of abuse, particularly in law enforcement and in the education of the public in general around issues of road safety. Good morning. Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. So I get pulled over and it is 1 p.m. on a Monday afternoon. I'm not part of essential services. I don't work for law enforcement. I am just Mweti on the road heading to see my girlfriend. Uh, do I have rights or does the law have absolutely every right to lock me up? Well, um, I think something that people need to understand is that the state of a national disaster uh, which is applicable to this COVID-2019 uh, uh, outbreak, is certainly not a, a normal set of circumstances. And effectively what happens in such instances is that all the uh, normal provisions of law get suspended in favor of directions that are put out on a basis which are also not in compliance with the normal way of doing things. Um, and a normal way of legislating. And if you have a look at the directions that have been issued in respect of this, this national state of disaster, um, going to visit your girlfriend or your grandmother or anybody else for that matter is not one of the circumstances under which you are permitted to leave your home. Mm. So, uh, regrettably, the people who are doing that are flouting the law, and um, the police have every right to arrest and detain those people. Howard, let's talk about the conditions that do allow um, us to be out and about, uh, you know, um, going to buy food, um, accessing medical care. How do we then prove that, or what would you advise that people do in instances where they cannot produce proof that they're going to buy food, for instance? You know, that is such a difficult uh, question to answer Mm. because um, our government hasn't thought of that. Mm. And it hasn't created a a permit system where um, one would go online, for example, and make application for a permit to go out and buy food. Um, And and that is a big difficulty that we face because legitimately anybody could actually claim that they are going out to buy food. However... Uh, the one thing that government has been very clear on is that um, you'll need to go out and buy essential foodstuffs. Um, does not include traveling uh, enormous distances to go and buy that food. Mm-hmm. Howard, we'll take a quick break and we'll pick up on that because it's a very key question around the issue of proving what your intentions are uh, behind being on the road at any given moment. Howard Devbovsky joins us still in our conversation. Yeah.
Yeah, we continue with our conversation. Howard Dembowski joins us, the chairperson at the Justice Project South Africa. We're looking at the issue of roadblocks. And for anybody who's on the road at any given moment during lockdown, what you need to understand around these parameters. And also, how do you prove your case if, for example, you are really going to a supermarket because you need to buy a bribe pack? Uh, Howard, you were just on that point uh, before we took that quick break. Yes, absolutely. You see, the thing is that the regulations don't take into account that, um, for example, you might have a supermarket who is advertising rice at a special price, um, and your supermarket for a bag of rice, uh, then maybe a supermarket that's 10 kilometers away from you. Um, the government is insensitive to that completely. Um, saving money is not the issue here. Saving lives is. So... Um, therefore, it, it, it's the attitude that if you need to go and buy uh, a bag of rice, for example, then you must go and buy it at the closest place that stocks that. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, uh, the, the idea of, of, of engaging in bargain hunting is just not contemplated in, in the regulations. So please, you know, I think people need to be a lot more sensitive to this. I live on a main road. And I can tell you now that since Fikili Mbolula um, announced the relaxation on the number of people traveling in minibus taxis, mm. it appears that everybody has um, taken it on themselves that their little motor cars are minibus taxis mm. because the amount of traffic that I've ob- observed since that announcement was, was made is phenomenal. And it, it's traffic that is not minibus taxis. It is normal private vehicles going to and from uh, wherever they're going on, on the road that I live on. So, um, you know, the thing is that people need to be sensible about this. What we are dealing with here is a deadly disease. It is something that is easily spread between human beings. Mm. And the more people that go out there and go and get themselves uh, into a situation where they come into contact with a large number of people is extremely dangerous. Mm. And the more people defy these regulations, the greater the possibility that our lockdown of 21 days is not going to be 21 days, but might be Mm. six months or a year. Mm. And, you know, I know that that, that a, uh, a media house has been heavily criticized for publishing something like that. But that is the reality. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think the essence of what you're saying here, Howard, is the rules are there and the laws are there. They are constitutional because they fall under the umbrella of what happens during a lockdown. So let's all toe the line. Let's obey the rules. But also leadership should not chop and change rules as they go without uh, proper thought. Howard Dembowski, chairperson at Justice Project South Africa on that uh, issue of moving around. I mean, I don't know why people feel they can take chances. And I'm glad that we had all these massive roadblocks. Mm. I think there were about Mm. 146 roadblocks over the past week. 17,000 cars stopped. 231 uh, in Gauteng, the biggest culprits of those driving around without permits. Yeah. Let's not take chances. And those with permits do not abuse your power to be on the road.